This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. There are times in our life for everything, every emotion, every action, every stage. Sometimes doing the right thing is really, really painful. That makes it no less right. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. A dear friend of mine recently totally blew up her life. She left a 20-year relationship. She sold her house, and she moved to a different city, and she did this with absolute certainty of decision, but also with the knowledge that she had tried everything she could to repair her relationship before she discarded it. She crossed every T. She dotted every I. She saw therapists and clergy and social workers. She knew she'd been unhappy and unfulfilled for many years, but she took her commitment very seriously. When she made these changes, she did so still with trepidation, but with the clear knowledge that this was the right thing for her life. And then she fell apart. And people weighed in, you know, like they love to do. But you chose this, they said to her. You brought this on yourself. You had a perfect life. Why would you have done this to yourself? And worse, why don't you just apologize and go back? And this unhelpful commentary reminds me that many of us mistakenly believe that when we do the right thing, there'll be no pain or discomfort, that suffering and loneliness is a sign that you did something wrong, that there's only one kind of pain, and if you bring it on yourself, then it can't be taken seriously. And I cannot imagine a more erroneous notion. There are times in our life for everything, every emotion, every action, every stage. As King Solomon wrote in Kohelet, or in English, Ecclesiastes, to everything there is a season, a time for war, a time for peace, a time to laugh, a time to cry. And sometimes, sometimes doing the right thing is really, really painful. But that makes it no less right. Some years back, another friend left a long relationship, and she said to me that the pain was excruciating, but somehow cleaner. She said that she held up the pain of being lonely and miserable while in a marriage versus lonely and miserable by herself. And she said both were equally painful, but that one made her feel less ashamed, because while still painful, the pain now was proactive and expected. And she was no longer this passive lump of misery in what should have been her place of comfort and joy. My rabbi, Rabbi Aaron Hoch, once taught me that there are two kinds of pain based on the experiences of our matriarchs, Rachel and Leah. For context, remember that these women were sisters. Rachel, the younger sister, waited a long time to marry her beloved Jacob, but the night of their wedding, her father switched her under the chuppah for her elder sister Leah. Now, our sages teach us that while Rachel yearned to be with her beloved, she could not 
bear to imagine the humiliation her sister would feel when her future husband asked her their special password to ensure that he was marrying the right woman. You see, they knew that her father might pull this fast one. And so, Rachel gave her sister that password so that when Jacob asked Leah for it under the chuppah, she would not be publicly exposed and humiliated. This, he explained, is the pain we invite in ourselves. Rachel made her decision knowing that she would lose out on the marriage she yearned for. But Rachel chose to put the dignity of her sister before the yearnings of her own heart. It's a high level of human capacity, and Rachel knew she'd suffer from it. Leah ended up the unloved wife, the one who was foisted upon a man who hadn't chosen her. And imagine how she felt, unwanted and rejected. And knowing that Jacob would eventually also marry his first choice, Rachel, because in those times, one could have more than one wife. And yet, Leah ended up having child after child with Jacob, and eventually she came to see that she was meant to be where she was, that her birthing of the majority of the tribes of Israel was proof that she was where she was meant to be. Leah's pain, my rabbi taught me, is the pain that's thrust upon you without asking, the pain you would not have chosen, the pain that chose you. So, did Rachel not deserve empathy, sympathy, support, and tenderness, even though she made the decision to give her sister the chuppah password? Does Leah only deserve our pity and our compassion because she was the pawn in her father's cruel game? We know that both women were extraordinary. Leah, in being able to find the gratitude in the life she had despite its circumstances, and Rachel, in being able to uphold the dignity of another at the cost of her own suffering. Now, my friends are neither Rachel nor Leah, but their choices and even their reactions to their choices, like my friends falling apart, are not for others to weigh in on or critique. Judaism teaches us in Perke Avot, the ethics of our fathers, that Rabbi Yene says, it is not in our power to explain either the well-being of the wicked or the sufferings of the righteous. In his article, about confronting mourners after a death, Rabbi Benji Blech writes the following. Judaism, in its wisdom, teaches that we are forbidden to convey words of consolation in the presence of the deceased. It is simply too soon to offer platitudes. Mourners have a right to weep. And even after the burial, during the time of the Shiva, the seven days dedicated to remembering everything that the departed meant to us, Tears have their place as a vital part of the healing process. I believe this is also applicable to a broken-hearted person after the loss of love. Just be there for them, however they need, silently sometimes. This week, can we examine our responses to people who appear to be suffering because of choices they made? and offer nothing but compassion regardless? Can we recognize that our job as friends and family is to provide comfort 
not questions, and certainly not philosophical ideas. Just love. Because when someone is hurting, Rachel hurt or Leah hurt, the only reason we are witnessing it is so that we can help alleviate it. As the Lubavitcher Rebbe once so brilliantly considered, if you see what needs to be repaired and how to repair it, then you have found a piece of the world that God has left for you to complete. If you only see what is wrong and how ugly it is, then it is you yourself that needs repair. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.